And now, it's time once again for the show that gives glorious voice to 25 million business owners across the fruited plain. Radio Free Enterprise with Frank Felker. Thank you, Dude Walker. Yes, indeed. I am Frank Felker. Welcome back to Radio Free Enterprise. My guest today is Dr. Kelly Henry. He's the customer service doctor and the author of Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service. Dr. Kelly Henry, welcome to the program. Thank you, Frank. Really appreciate the opportunity. Excited to be here. I'm very excited as well, Kelly. You and I had a chance to talk earlier, uh, compare notes about customer service, and we're both very passionate about it. And you have made a study of it and, and now are an expert at delivering it and helping businesses deliver it. And there's a lot of benefits that uh, accrue to benefits who, uh, to uh, customers and of yours, business owners who do listen to what you have to say. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I want to start with this. I, I got this line from the uh, one of the opening pages of your book. And it goes like this. This book is not about customer service. This book is about success. What were you, uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I appreciate that question. To me, business or customer service is the essence of business success. Um, customer service is either going to enhance your business and everything that goes on in it, or it is going to detract from it um, and create problems throughout the, the business model. So when you get the customer service right, everything else is going to fall in line, so to speak. Um, it's going to create a better atmosphere for your employees and those who work there. Obviously, it's going to create a better atmosphere for the customers. It's going to re uh, create retention, keep those customers coming in. It's going to create referrals. It's going to add to the to the profits. It's going to slow down complaints. It's going to keep uh, the turnover of employees from being out of control. So. When you control all those things, when you can slow all, when you can make all those things work better and, and keep that functioning right, again, that adds to the business success. And like I just mentioned, it creates and enhances, great customer service enhances everything else that goes on in a business. That's how vital it is. I could not disagree with anything that you just said, but it may seem a little odd to people who are not accustomed to the benefits of great customer service. And there's so many layers to it. I, I just don't know where to start. But let me start with this in terms of layers. Great customer service starts at the top. Would you agree with that, with the, with the owner of the uh, business? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it cannot be a flavor of the month, poster on the wall, expect the employees to provide great, great customer service if it's not ingrained in a foundation coming from the top and then works on down through the culture of the business. It's really got to be a cultural shift. It can't be something like I mentioned that's just, you know, a poster board item, a, a flavor of the week or month, something that's championed for a day or two. That just doesn't suffice. It's got to be something that is ingrained, that is a foundation, that's a cultural shift if it's going to succeed and succeed for the long term. So again, has to come top down. And that's one of the things that I'm sure presents a huge challenge to you in working with clients, because this is a mindset thing for the owner of the business. 
to take great care of your customers. Or as uh, Richard Branson said, take great care of your employees and they'll take great care of your business and starting with taking care of your customers. And it's something that's always been sort of a mystery to me, how much effort and financial investment we as business owners put into attracting and qualifying and vetting and, and converting prospective clients into first-time, one-time, first-time buyers. And then it's like they fall off the shelf, like a, we don't even want to talk to them anymore. I, I was telling you I have a thing. It's a lot like uh, buyer's remorse that I call seller's regret. It's as if they, we as the business owner, okay, now you're a customer. I, I'm really not interested in you anymore. Is that something you see widely? And what can we do about it? Unfortunately, it is a common misconception, if you will. Businesses, well, let me just start with this. The, the purpose of a business is to get a customer, to keep customers, and then to make a profit so you can keep your doors open or keep your business afloat. So many businesses, like you just mentioned, have such a mindset of getting customers, getting customers, getting customers. Mm -hmm. They do very little to keep those customers. But keeping the customers is where exponential growth and profit come from. But so many businesses miss that opportunity. They... I call it being sales focused. All righty. Sales focused and not service focused. Oh, Transaction focused, not relationship focused. That's the difference. When you're service and relationship focused, you're going to keep customers in your business. You're going to keep customers coming back for more. You're going to keep customers referring and sending people to your business because they love how they're being treated and the relationship they have with your business. When you're just a, from a consumer standpoint, when you're just a, a number, another transaction, another sale. Yeah, you 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 do your thing, you buy your product, you you get the service, and then you have a wandering eye. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, that was great, but uh, as soon as I get a coupon in the mail or see something on Facebook or my friend tells me to go somewhere else, I'm out the door. And that is just not a way to, from a business standpoint, to grow a business when uh, you have that sales mindset, that transaction mindset. And wouldn't you, you agree that the on, customer, they can feel it. They can sense that. Exactly. And that's the key. That That is a key component of good customer service versus bad customer service. And those that champion, they say, we provide great customer service. Well, you can say that all, your, all you want, <laughs> but do your actions line up with what you're saying? And like you said, customers feel it. It's not you know, oh yeah, we provide great customer service. They feel it. They feel it every time they are interacting with your business. They feel it with every interaction with every employee. That's the difference. They, there's a feeling there that they are being valued and they are important to that business as opposed to they're just another number, they're just another sale, they're just another transaction. I recently had an experience. I was at uh, Trader Joe's, the grocery store, and I know not everyone has a Trader Joe's nearby, but they have such a unique culture there at Trader Joe's. And one of the things is, is if you ask one of their, I can't remember if they call them partners or what they call them there, but uh, if you ask an employee a question, they will drop everything until your problem is solved, and then they'll go back to what they're doing. Now, as we were just talking about, that requires the creation of a culture that supports that. Do you think that most business owners feel as though 
that type of an approach is too expensive that they, they lose money if people don't stay focused on their task at hand. Yeah, that, that's part of it. That it's, you know, that, man, we, we have this, this, and this, and this to do in the business. Um, so, you know, if we, if we focus too much on the customer doing what they want, then, you know, we're not going <laughs> to be able to do X, Y, and Z. But the reality is, if you don't have a customer, you're not going to, you're not going to, it doesn't matter if you do X, Y, and Z, because there won't be an X, Y, and Z to do. So the customer comes first. Uh, but so many businesses start falling away from that. Business gets in the way, so to speak. Isn't you know, that funny? The problems, the issues, the the, the things that uh, have to happen to run a business, and, and there's there's a million of them. I understand, but you also you also have a, have to understand that if you don't have a customer, you don't have a business. So your customer is the most important person in that business. You need to take care of them and value them above all all things. I want to ask you now. This this may be putting you on the spot because I know people ask me, "Oh, I read X and Y in your book, and what did you mean by that?" Now it's been a while <laughs> since I wrote those lines, and I may not remember, but you may well recall this one, which is you define you have a definition of customer service, and can you can you share that with us? Absolutely. My simple definition is a relentless focus on the customer on the patient, on the client, each and every time they are interacting with the business. So it's a, it's a laser-like focus on the customer and making them feel as important as they can each and every time they are interacting with your business. Now, didn't you also uh, cite uh, some type of a statistic, the 5% bump in terms of how much leverage an increase in customer service experience uh, can have on your profitability. Yes, and, and I love this statistic. This came out uh, from Bain and Company, and then it was written about in the Harvard uh, Business Review, Harvard Business School. And basically, the study says that if a business will simply increase their retention rate by 5%, a measly 5%, and you do that through better customer service, but if you'll raise that retention rate by a measly 5%, that can extrapolate out to a 25 to 95% increase in profits. Isn't that's that how powerful this can be. And that's, that's what I'm champion. That's what I want businesses to understand, that this isn't rocket science. <laughs> this can be so incredibly beneficial for their, their business if they'll grasp onto these ideas and these principles and take hold of them and make them a foundation, a culture in their business. I want to turn our conversation specifically to customer service representatives or CSRs. Uh, but before I do that, would you agree that it's important that every person in the company, no matter what they do, see themselves as a customer service representative? Absolutely. It's vital. Even if it's not a forward-facing employee, even those in the background are usually some way, you know, affecting or supporting those that are forward-facing or customer-facing. And so everybody needs to be on the same page as you know, any customer service representative and understand that we're all in the business of taking care of the customers mm -hmm. and businesses need to understand employees need to understand is customers aren't coming to do business with, you know, X 
XYZ business, they are doing business with the employees of that business. The employees make the experience for the business. And so that's that focus has to be there. That foundation has to be laid to make customer service successful for any business. Well, with you and I both in agreement, and I hope our audience members are as well, with the fact that everyone should see themselves as a customer service representative and that that customer service function is primary and critical to the success of the company, let's talk about people whose title is customer service representative. Is it fair to say that businesses don't invest as much time, attention, and finances into properly onboarding and training customer service reps as that position should deserve? Yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) I don't remember the specific statistic, but it, it's something like 10 to 1 businesses will spend 10 times as much on marketing than they wow. will on customer service. Um, it's it's a huge gap, a huge discrepancy. Mm-hmm. But if they'll just grab onto the statistics that show that investing in customer service, and it's not at expense. It's an investment. Investing in customer right. service, go back to that 5% bump and that retention rate. It goes into referrals. It goes into less complaints. All these things that I described you know, early on in the show. If they'll look at it as an investment, not an expense, it's amazing what it'll do as far as growth and profits in the business. But they get stuck in that marketing for more business doing less or doing very little to keep that business. And that's usually what it all boils down to. Makes you wonder where that where that uh, perspective started from. I don't know what it is, but as far as focusing completely on sales and then once the customer has landed, I guess it's uh, business owners prefer the chase to the catch. But uh, right. let's now talk then about empowering those customer service reps to make decisions and solve problems and and take initiative to take care of that customer. Is that something, I mean, as a customer, I love that. When first phone call, the person I'm on the phone with knows what they're talking about, is in a position to take care of me. It may cost the company a few bucks, but they are able to take care of the problem. And I'd call that empowering them to solve problems, make decisions. Is that another area where you get pushback from your clients? It is. And you hit the nail on the head. It's it's empowering your employees to be able to take care of the customer's issues, not to go through the chain of command, you know, not to put them on hold, transfer the call, ask the supervisor and do all these things that typically take a bunch of time. And all they do is frustrate the customer to no end. Mm-hmm. It's to empower and give the ability to the customer service rep to take care of the problem, one call, do it to the satisfaction of the customer, so they will understand that we value them. That business values that customer, so they will basically retain them, is what it amounts to. Uh, but empowerment is the absolute key. And where businesses you know, get off track is they, they get in this mindset of, or business owners or managers, they get in this mindset of, you know, looking at employees as liabilities, right. not to be trusted. <laughs> you 
you know, uh, have short reins on them. You know, I don't give them too much leeway. They'll take advantage of it. Um, and all that does is cause resentment, not only in the employees, but then that trickles into the customers as well. Resentment of the customers because their problems don't get solved in a timely manner. It causes frustration. And when you have a frustrated customer, you lose a customer is what it amounts to. A frustrated customer has a wandering eye and they're going to find the business that they're not frustrated with. Wandering eye, customer with a wandering eye. I think that's funny. Uh, you know, a lot of people who are regular uh, viewers and listeners to uh, Radio Free Enterprise know that I published an online course that's called How to Hire and Keep Great People. And as I reflect back on it, I don't think I ever specifically talked about customer service reps as, mm, I don't, I don't, not really. Um, but so many of the things that you're saying, uh, like empowering people to make decisions. And one of the things I talk about also is not to be afraid to hire somebody who's smarter than you are in a particular area or is better at a given task that you are. And then giving them those reins, as you said, to let them make decisions. Well, can you speak to what kind of great benefits can accrue to a business owner who's willing to let hardworking, high ethically minded people who want to do a good job, let them do their job? You know, it, it's, goes back to the old adage, you know, don't, you know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And that, that goes to the you know, ownership of business. You know, you can hire people that are smarter than you in particular areas, in certain areas. It's okay to do that. Um, you know, what I found is pride and ego kill customer service, they, mm. they, you know, from an owner standpoint. Uh, well, even from an employee standpoint, uh, working back into the customer, but pride and ego will damage customer service or keep it from being as impactful as it, as it could and really should be. So you have to be careful there. One of the other huge components of creating a culture in a business of great customer service is, you know, whether you hire, you know, the smartest and the brightest and the, the best, you know, employees for certain tasks or for certain areas, you still have to empower them like we've talked about, but you also still have to value them. Right. You have to make them feel important. You have to make sure they understand that they are a piece of a team and that team is working together for success and for certain goals or however you however you define that from a business owner standpoint. So you have to value them. It's ridiculous to think that if you don't value your employees, why would you think they would value your uh, customers. So mm -hmm. you have to value the employees. A happy employee generally equates to happy customers. So having that set up, having that culture set up is a critical, critical piece of providing great customer service. And, you know, as you just said that uh, having happy employees makes for happy customers, the reverse is true as well. Customers are happy. They like doing business with you. They keep coming back. They're referring their friends. That makes the people who work there feel like they're doing a good job and taking care of their customers. And I think that's where you started with all this. It, it's kind of like rising tide lifts all boats. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a positive reinforcement loop coming yeah. back from the customers back into the, in the employees. Um, and, and that empowers them to, provide better customer service. Hey, you know, people are responding. Customers love this. I want to do more of it. I want to, I want to be praised more. So, you know, it's just human nature. 
Um, it's, it's amazing how this works. One other thing that you and I talked about uh, in our pre-interview meeting had to do with like giving a, a customer service rep a budget that, you know, within X amount of dollars, you have free reign to make a problem go away for a client. Give us, if you could, an example of how that might work. Well, you know, problems happen in businesses all the time. We know that. It's just human nature. It may be business oriented. It may be customer oriented, but but problems happen. Um, and one of the things you can do to empower employees, customer service reps, is to give them, you know, a, a, a budget, you know, 20 bucks, $100, $500, depending on the business and whatever the business is comfortable with, to allow that customer service rep, that employee to say, hey, here's, here's an issue. I understand the problem from the customer standpoint. You empathize with them and we're going to give you a discount. We're going to provide this for you um, within that, that monetary budget that you set for them. Um, and again, that keeps them from having to go up the chain of command and having to get approval from the manager or from the owner or whatever the case may be. And again, it keeps you, it keeps the customer from being frustrated. It gives more latitude, more empowerment to those, those representatives. And again, it keeps that, that customer feeling valued and important in the business when employee can do that for them. Um, and when you value a customer, that customer has a relationship with you. Uh, they want to, they, they're loyal to you. Um, they're going to stick with you uh, because they feel that valued. They feel like they're important to that business and, and they want to, they want to show that, uh, that loyalty to that business for that value that they feel from the business. And just like in personal relationships, when something goes wrong, there's a real opportunity there to show what you're made of, show your true colors, show where your heart is. And in a case of something like this, a customer may well be surprised. Oh, you, you'll do that for me? Oh, yes, we do that all the time or, or whatever it is. And it's something that surprises you that sticks in your memory and will cause Absolutely. you to comment on it to your friends and so forth. Absolutely. It's, it's just providing that goodwill. That's um, a great, we're, right. We're, we don't see that very often with, with most businesses, unfortunately. Um, it's, you know, sorry, you know, we can't, we can't do anything about that. Or, you know, let me, let me check with the manager or let me check with the supervisor and I'll get back with you. Or, mm -hmm. you know, we hear a lot of no's in businesses these days. No, we can't do that. Sorry. You just have to deal with it. Those type of things. Um, to have that breath of fresh air and have a business that says, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to take care of you. Um, even better than what you could have imagined. Like you said, that just surprises the, the crud out of a, a customer <laughs> and, uh, offers it a lot of goodwill. Um, and when you have goodwill, you have loyal customers. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me I had the exact opposite experience at a co-working facility that I moved to and then moved out of. Uh, they had this amazing thing where for some reason I couldn't pay my monthly rent to them directly. I had to go through a third party payment system that charged a, a service fee. And, uh, you know, it was not a lot, but it was more than what they told me the rent was going to be. It made my rent go up. And then, uh, and I said to the, the lady there who was the uh, community director was her title, which you would think would be somebody who's really focused on keeping the members of the community happy. 
And when I asked her, why do they have this third party deal? She goes, oh, well, it makes everything a lot easier for us. And I'm like, well, what about me? Okay, I'm the customer. And she honestly, she couldn't understand what I was trying to relate to her. So I just let it go. And in fact, eventually uh, left. Uh, and in fact, when I did leave, then they charged me, the third party company charged me $150, even though my agreement said I could leave at any time with uh, 30 days notice. Anyway, it was just I'm the like, exact opposite. Yeah. And it made me wonder, that, what, where did that, that makes come a from? Great point, a huge point. So many businesses get stuck in that mindset of doing what's convenient for the business and losing sight of being convenient um, and, and doing what's best for the customer. Um, mm. that, again, that just blows my mind when I see that all the time. Uh, we're doing what's convenient for us. Um, you know, you just have to deal with it. That's you know, right. Exactly. You know, tough one, just deal with it. It just makes it easier for us to, to take care of things. Well, again, it goes back to, you know, if you don't have a customer, you don't You're have a business. business convenient for yourself. So let's, yeah, let's right. track back and start understanding what, uh, uh, you know, who's most important in a business. I used to say, and in jest, but it's kind of true, is that business would be a heck of a lot easier if it wasn't for all those pesky customers. They're always coming in <laughs> wanting something. Can't they see I'm busy? They are. <laughs> in they, any they, event. They um, with that in mind, that's, I, that brings up another, go another ahead. good point. Sorry to interrupt you, Frank, but, um, you know, people are pesky. People are, you know, they're difficult at times, you know, and that you need to know that going into a business. Um, but what I, I teach and preach and businesses need to understand is having and being proactive in their customer service. But so many businesses are reactive. So when you're proactive, it doesn't matter how the customer comes in, if they're upset, if they're angry, if they're, you know, whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter what day it is. It doesn't matter, you know, the weather it doesn't matter who's in, you know, who's in office, anything, nothing matters. All that matters is having a relentless focus on the customer and taking care of each and every one of them. That's proactive. Reactive is just the opposite. And this is where so many, the vast majority of businesses sit in. They are reactive. You know, if I feel happy enough, then I, you know, I'll go ahead and provide great customer service. If the customer comes in happy, then I can, you know, I'll, I'll provide better service. If it's if it's Monday morning, I don't want to be there. My service is going to be not so stellar. If it's Friday, you know, I'll be in a better mood. Or if it's payday, I'll be in a better mood. I'll just be reactive to whatever circumstance there is, whether or not I provide great customer service. And when you don't have consistency in providing great customer service, you have nothing. You do not provide great customer service. Um, so that's a key component. You've got to be proactive in your customer service and not reactive. That's great. Really good stuff, Kelly. Now, if someone's watching or listening and they're thinking, wow, I really like what Kelly's talking about, and I think we need some help in the customer service arena, how do they? How do you work with clients? What, what exactly happens? Let's say somebody reaches out to you, and we'll talk about how they can do that later. Sure. Then what happens? Generally set up a call. Uh, I call it a business analysis call, and uh, we'll just talk about their business. Uh, I'll have some very specific questions about what's going on in their customer service. How, how focused on are, 
are they? How deliberate are they? Um, are they more sales minded than service minded? Those type of things to get a really good understanding where their pain points, so to speak, and, and really try to gather all that information. And then if it feels like it's a, you know, something that's right along my alley of uh, help them out in the customer service department, um, then we can move forward. And I have several different uh, programs that we can uh, we can work through. Um, but first, we want to get a real good idea of what that business uh, is going through as far as their service. Um, if this is something that's, you know, a pain issue for them and keeping them from growing and profit. And if it is, then we get down to business and start to uh, start helping them. Uh, like uh, like you mentioned at the beginning, you know, that book is not about uh, customer services, it's about success. And that's really how I approach what I'm doing with custom, with my clients. It's not about helping them with customer service. It's helping them be a better and more successful business. That's the, that's the end goal that we want to achieve. So then, and I guess now with uh, the pandemic and everything, there's not uh, much point in asking you whether or not you would then go on site with them. I take it you work remotely and do you only work with the owner of the company or do you work with the frontline people? What, how could somebody envision what working with you and getting your help would be like? Start off with the owner, upper management, the, the top. Like we mentioned earlier on, it's got to come from the top down as far as laying the foundation of the culture of providing great customer service. So I want to start at the top. I will not work with a business that just wants me to go in and train the staff if the owner or the upper management is not 100% on board awesome. with making this a cultural shift. Um, once we do that, then yes, I will go in and help train the staff and help them understand the concepts and the actions. And basically, there's just three steps that we work through. We're going to get the philosophy and foundation correct. Then we're going to be able to set the culture so you want to get the foundation, set the culture, and then we start putting the actions in play that are really going to provide really per the perception of great customer service. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a perception for the customer that this business has stellar customer service. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just driving a different perception. But again, just those three steps are the keys to, to setting this all up. And, you know, you mentioned earlier on where businesses, they, you know, they balk at it and they, you know, this is too much money. It's too expensive. You know, I try to reinforce the idea that this really isn't that difficult. Um, it's not that expensive because the back end of it or moving forward with it is incredibly, incredibly powerful and beneficial to the business. Um, it's not, a you know, people, business owners don't see it as a, the new shiny object. I see. <laughs> you know, they, they jump onto the new marketing scheme or the new sales technique or, you know, different items that are the new shiny object or the new technology that's coming out. Customer service and great customer service has been around a very long time. It's not new, but it's as powerful today, maybe even more powerful today than it was 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago. So grabbing back onto this idea and understand it and putting it in place uh, properly, again, just has phenomenal be benefits. If the business owner will will understand that and, and want to move forward with it. So am I to understand that you work with them for a period of time, but once this is all put in place, it's like a flywheel. They just got to keep it spinning 
and it will continue to throw up benefits for years to come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I work with on a retainer on a, I'll call it a maintenance uh, program with them once we mm-hmm. get everything into place, just to go back in and make sure we are still hitting all the, the items we should be hitting. And I know this from experience back when I was in my chiropractic uh, life, um, you know, I worked with coaches and consultants, you know, and I would put certain things into place. My business would take off. And then I would go to a seminar six months down the road and and uh, they would say, well, you know, are you, are you still doing this, 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 this and this? And, you know, it always boggled my mind that, well, good grief, I, you know, why did I quit doing this? How did that slip <laughs> through the cracks? How did this slip, slip through the cracks? And that's easy to do because business gets in the way and and things happen. You know, business is constantly revolving and, and there's circumstances that you have to deal with. Um, but it's also good to have somebody come back in and say, hey, are we doing this, 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 and this? Let's get this shirt back yeah. up. You saw the progress you made. You saw the benefits. You know, what 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 got you got you to this point will keep you at that point and, and help you even go further. So let's make sure we're, we're still on topic and still on point with everything that you should be doing. That's great. That makes perfect sense. Well, before we sign off here, we're just about out of time. I wanted to I always ask my guests before we go. If there's a question that I have not asked you or something that's come to mind during our conversation that you'd like to share before we sign off. Here's here's the most common misconception that business owners have of providing great customer service. And they think they already do provide great customer service. When I talk to groups and and uh, do talks and speeches, you know, and I'll ask how you know how many of you provide great customer service? Inevitably, everybody, you know, nearly everybody raises their hands. Um, but statistics show a very, very different picture. Um, and really, only about twenty percent of businesses in the United States really provide above average to stellar uh, customer service. The vast majority of businesses are. Um, at average to just terrible customer service. Hmm. Um, and, and most businesses do have pieces of good customer service. So they do a little bit of this and a little bit of this, but those pieces don't add up to great customer service. And even if they, they do this piece and that piece, they're probably not doing them consistently. So when you're not doing them consistently, you don't have a great customer service. So it's, my job sometimes is just helping business owners take the blinders off, see the holes that they actually have in their customer service protocols and systems so they can understand that where these holes are, you're losing customers. And when you're losing customers, obviously you're losing profits and revenue. So let's fill these holes. Let's get things on track and let's help your business be more successful. Dr. Kelly Henry, thank you so much for joining me today. Frank, I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks again to Dr. Henry, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, I'm Frank Felker saying I'll see you on the radio. Forgiving your entrepreneurial sins with a gentle wave of his microphone, here's Frank Felker.